the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Dan Proft Show. We're pleased to be joined again by our friend KT McFarland. KT, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You absolutely have the best high-level show of anybody in the country. Uh, the Salem Radio Network. Here we go. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. Uh, Byron York in his daily memo at the Washington Examiner. Uh, this blurb about uh, perhaps the purge story of the week. The revolution devours all before it. That's the title. And he's talking about uh, what we talked about on this show, San Francisco School Board consummating something that had been under discussion for months, which is to uh, rename schools in the district, stripping uh, the names of people uh, who adorned the school buildings in uh, San Francisco County who were you know, controversial historical figures like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and even... California Democrat Senator Di-Fi, Dianne Feinstein, because uh, she once, uh, when she was mayor of San Francisco 35 years ago, put a Confederate flag up in in uh, City Hall or some such thing. Does it really matter? Uh, but the question uh, is, Byron York right, the revolution devours all before it. Maybe not. For uh, more on that topic and a bit of a philosophical deep dig on that question, pleased to be joined again by C. Bradley Thompson. He is the BB&T research professor in the Department of Political Science at Clemson University and the executive director of the Clemson Institute for the Study of Capitalism. Professor Thompson, thanks for joining us and appreciate it. Hi, Dan. Great to be with you and your audience. Today. Uh, uh, in your um, a series on this topic of uh, the purge, uh, you, um, uh, this is over at your, your space at Substack. Um, you distinguish a German nihilism from nihilism generally. And, and this one piece in particular, I wanted to start with German nihilism, American style. And, and it sort of speaks to the question, the revolution devours all before it. Ultimately it will be the snake eating, eating its own tail. And, um, the, uh, basis of what you suggest is actually maybe not there. Maybe it is a little bit more surgical than we would hope to believe and that the political goals really are actually quite focused. Yeah. So um, Irving Kristol, the so-called godfather of neoconservatism, once said that the greatest threat to liberal capitalism is not socialism, but rather nihilism. Um, and I think that's true. I think in many ways, the so-called philosophy of nihilism uh, has represented the greatest threat to Western civilization and to the United States over the course of the last 100 years. And nihilism is a is a philosophy which essentially eats itself. Nihilism is a philosophy born of hatred and resentment. It's a philosophy which says that all moral values 
have collapsed, uh, moral structures uh, are crumbling, and in fact, they should. And, and nihilism teaches that we should, we should assist in the destruction of the values that have, had, that have held Western civilization and America together uh, over the course, uh, not just of the last century, but over the course of many, many centuries. And, and um, what, what I'm seeing um, in my own research is that this philosophy of nihilism has actually, uh, well, it has been the staple of the progressive left in this country uh, for at least the last uh, 50 years. And um, distressingly, it is also becoming uh, a philosophy that is being adopted by a very, very small segment uh, of, of, of a kind of a new reactionary right uh, in, in the United States. So it's, it, it's, a, it's an ideology that we should all be deeply concerned about because in the end, when you destroy all, um, all moral standards and barriers, the question is what's left, what's to be rebuilt? In the case of the left, there's no question in my mind that they are using this philosophy of nihilism as the means toward a particular end. And the end is uh, a kind of totalitarianism where the government controls all thought and all action. Um, and I would say on the, on the right, this nihilism is also um, promoting uh, a, kind, a new kind of authoritarianism uh, in the United States that I think has to be equally uh, contested. Uh, when we come back, I want to explore that uh, new kind of authoritarianism you're referencing um, and whether uh, some of those uh, you're concerned about on the right are are Straussians or, or they're really, uh, uh, you know, would-be neo-authoritarians. More with C. Bradley Thompson, Clemson University political science professor and executive director of the Clemson Institute for the Study of Capitalism right after this. The Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with C. Bradley Thompson, the BBNT research professor in the Department of Political Science at Clemson University and the ED of the Clemson Institute for the Study of Capitalism. And, uh, Professor, you always come up with uh, titles that sound like the uh, names of punk bands. Uh, the last time we spoke, it was uh, Pajama Boy Nietzscheans. Uh, today, it's Bronze Age Pervert and the Fascist New Frontier. Um, we've talked about Bronze Age Pervert, who's actually a person before and has a bit of a following. He was profiled, as you re- uh, reference in your piece, by Michael Anton over the Claremont Review of Books a couple of years ago. And you've written about him as well. And uh, this is uh, where we left off before the break, talking about um, your concern uh, about some on the right, uh, sort of uh, uh, German-style nihilists on the right, that are uh, giving way to perhaps a, su- a, a new uh, form of or, or new uh, renewed interest in authoritarianism. So you have totalitarianism on the left with the Jacobins, nihilists. Uh, and you have uh, sort of a neo-authoritarianism you describe uh, with some elements on the right. That's right. And um, 
what what I find most distressing about uh, this new younger generation uh, of primarily young men on the right is first they begin with a rejection of the principles of the American founding. Uh, they argue, and, and by the way, that, that makes them very similar to the people uh, who promote the 1619, 1619 project of the New York Times. They reject the principles of the American founding as no longer relevant for today. And they, they say that in the context of the political world in which we live uh, in 2021, that the values that Americans, conservatives in particular, and libertarians formerly held to be dear uh, are just, they're no longer relevant today. And the left is all about power. And the only thing that can defeat the power of the left is a new kind of power of the right. And so they have re rejected the founders principles and they are, uh, they are flirting, I would say, with an ideology that, um, that comes awfully close to something like fascism. So this, this gentleman who goes by the pseudonym of Bronze Age Pervert uh, has openly and explicitly in his book, Bronze Age Mindset, and on his podcast, he has argued uh, for, uh, for fascism and has his political heroes, if you can imagine, uh, his political heroes are people like Saddam Hussein uh, and Muammar Gaddafi. Uh, and uh, Eduardo Stroessner, uh, the former dictator of Paraguay, um, who imposed order on their country. So th they see what's happening. These, these young members of the reactionary right, or the, what I call the Nietzschean right, they see, quite understandably, the moral chaos that exists in the United States today as a result of nihilism. They also see the totalitarianism uh, that's being promoted by the progressive left. And so they think we have to fight power with power. And that means that we, we need, they would argue, their side needs to gain power. Uh, and the way you, in which you gain power is to imitate the policies uh, of 20th century fascism. Well, it's interesting because so many, uh, I don't mean to get, you know, too, um, dry for our listeners. But I mean, so many conservatives, libertarians sort of uh, go back to Leo Strauss and you make reference to this in, in your pieces and this idea that politics and philosophy are necessarily intertwined. Um, you uh, uh, laud Strauss in, in many ways um, that I think are legitimate. His um, uh, his uh, dismissal of moral relativism and so forth. And so it's one of those things I think people understand as you're sort of getting to. They start from a place where uh, everything is being corrupted and we need to get back to man's essential nature or the rules that should govern uh, a free society that uh, uh, account for man's essential nature. Uh, and uh, so so the premise is actually uh, perhaps a, a, a compelling one. But but then, yeah, to, for how do you go from that place to arguing for? you know, sort of uh, a, uh, a, a platonic republic rather than um, rather than a free society. If you're otherwise someone who is extolling the virtues of uh, of said free society, you're railing against moral relativism and subjugation of people and the corruption of man. Yeah, that's an excellent question. So in addition to nihilism, they reject um, what is more visibly in this country today, 
uh, and that controls our lives more often is the is the doctrine of egalitarianism, right? The, the doctrine, the leftist doctrine of egalitarianism, says that all men should not only be equal, but effectively that all men should be the same. And uh, and and I think the followers of the Bronze Age pervert uh, quite rightly reject uh, the philosophy of egalitarianism. Um, but they replace it with something which is um, just as bad. And so they, 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 as you say, they go back to a view of human nature, but it's, it's not the view of human nature as understood by America's founding fathers, who, for instance, would have accepted the principle, obviously, all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Uh, and they also, and the founders also would have accepted the principle that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Bronze Age pervert and his followers reject those principles. They reject the idea of equality for a doctrine of, of inequality. They reject the idea of rights for a, a different view of justice, which says that power uh, or that might makes right. Um, and uh, and they, seek, uh, they, they seek power. So and, and this view of human nature that they accept um, is entirely anathema to that of the founding fathers. They abandon reason and rationality for the liberation of man's instincts, his, intu his intuitions, his hormones, his innate blood and desire. They want, they want to liberate, uh, in effect, man's will to power, a Nietzschean term. Um, so that, um, and that it, it, it's, a kind of, um, uh, it's a kind of social Darwinianism uh, where there is no there is no justice except the claim to power. When we come back with uh, Professor Bradley Thompson, Columbus University Political Science Department, I want to ask uh, why should anybody worry about uh, these individuals on the left or the right? They represent a small fraction of the population. Most people have never heard of them. Why all the concern right after this? Show.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. We're speaking with Bradley Thompson, poli sci professor at Clemson University. And um, after all of that, uh, you know, deep thinking about uh, Strauss and Nietzsche and nihilism, why at all should I care? What impact does any of this have? Yeah, that's a reasonable question to ask. Um, the reason you should take them seriously is because he is appealing to young people. One of the most important things that conservatives and libertarians who are either Gen Xers or boomers have to take into account is that they're not being listened to anymore. Young people who would have traditionally been conservatives and libertarians are no longer interested in a philosophy of losing, which seems to reign in the conservative libertarian world. These young men and women want to be a part of a movement that is that has a philosophy for winning and that is able to fight. And they view Conservatism Inc. and Libertarianism Inc. as feckless movements that ultimately redound to a kind of cowardice. 
they're just not willing to fight. So that's my biggest concern is that these these ideas are very popular with with young men uh, and some women uh, who are in their 20s and early 30s. And that's always where the political action is long term, right? You have to concern, you have to be concerned about the education of our young people. And if our, if the education of our young people is being corrupted by false ideas, then that seems to me is always a cause of concern. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. I would also add too. I mean, if when people go around, uh, uh, you know, so it's almost like Harvard lampoon quality, you know, calling themselves Straussians and then espousing some of the things that the Bronze Age pervert is espousing. It'd be good if uh, some people would be able to call them on it because Strauss is an important figure in Western thought, and uh, and he spawned a bunch of other important figures in Western thought. You mentioned some of them in your piece. I mean, Harry Jaffa, who wrote to me the definitive book on Lincoln, The New Birth of Freedom, and Alan Bloom, who wrote The Closing of the American Mind. I mean, if you're you if you want to be a serious person and think about the big things seriously. Uh, then you need to be able to distinguish, as you said, the hucksters from those who have given serious people serious thought. Without question, Leo Strauss is one of the two or three greatest political philosophers of the 20th century uh, who educated several generations uh, of America's uh, most thoughtful and serious uh, uh, political thinkers, particularly uh, conservative, neoconservative, even a few libertarian thinkers. Uh, and Strauss's thought in no way should be connected uh, to to the ideas uh, of, you know, uh, uh, of, of someone who goes by the name of Bronze Age pervert. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah, simple, yeah, right. right? It's, sort of, even if that. you knew nothing about Strauss, <laughs> you know, was, you know was, that should be the default position by just the handle that's used. Yeah, right. Uh, professor C. Bradley Thompson, the BBT and research, uh, the BBT research professor in the Department of Poli Sci at Clemson, executive director of the Clemson Institute for the Study of Capitalism. Professor, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Dan, thank you so much. Have a good day. Take care. This is the Dan Proft Show.